Hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm Anne. And I'm John. And this is John, John and Anne's Anne's Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. Oh. No, that's not the right one. Okay, that's good. That was great. We're trying out Zencaster this week. It might be our new platform. We're not sure. Yeah, we're not sponsored by them. We're going to see how this goes. It's not branded content, as I say every week. It's not, no. Um, no brands will be associated with us. No. We've tried. Yeah, trust us. We would love it if there were brands associated with us. Yeah. But they won't even answer our phone calls. A lot of them say, we don't have phones. It's 2023. You're calling a made-up number, they say, Mm. because you're just doing this as a bit for your show. They say. Because you have a weird need to to actually do things in real life that you casually joked about doing on your show. They say. (laughs) All right. Anyway. Anyway. It's been a big week for wrestling, right? It's been a pretty big week for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we'd know anything about that. No, we went to sh- we went to a show. We went we to a went show. We went to a show after having gone to Dynamite, a real live one. And then we went to uh, a more a smaller, more yeah, independent actually, wrestling we, show. We go to a wrestling show almost once a week now. Yeah, we do. We went to uh, was it Battle Club Pro? Battle Club Pro Women Crush Wednesday. Three WCW. Mm-hmm. It lives. It's not dead. Yeah. It's just the letters are. It's different, and it's a totally different company and yeah. different wrestlers. And it's also just a show and not a promotion. So yeah. there you go. For now. Um, we saw some great stuff there, though. We did. It was man. I is it's great because a lot of people on the show. I I was familiar with a few people, but a lot of them I had never seen before. Um, and everybody was so good. So it's always a, a fun. Yeah. It's very satisfying when you see, but like when you're like, I don't know who any of these people are, and they're all consummate professionals. And it did my favorite thing, which is whenever we go to an indie wrestling show, the funnest part for me, well, one of the funnest parts is the venue because it's always kind of chaotic. It's mm-hmm. like you're either in a high school gym for a Catholic school with a giant crucifix that's the size of me. Yeah, Jesus is the size of any of the wrestlers. <laughs> or in this case... We were outside of a school, um, outside of a special education school in Brooklyn, actually, Mm -hmm. in their courtyard, and it was night, like the sun was setting, and the only lighting was the, like, emergency, like, outdoor, you know, anti-robber lights that they had, like, you know, yard light, the kind of lights you have outside your garage. And to be fair, nobody tried to rob the school the entire time Nobody tried to rob the school, but it was just, it was interesting, because, you know, uh, it was... A weirdly kind of dark the whole time like you could see everything just fine i highly doubt their cameras got much good footage though because yeah i feel like the videos might not have come out great but for us it was great it was moody you know yeah, it, it was, was very moody it was like 80 degrees that day so it was they made the last minute yeah. decision to have it outside i'm not sure they were gonna have it in the gym or something i think probably um, and then yeah they just had it it was like a perfect little space and it was a nice yeah. like, good crowd there too yeah, um, good crowd. Everybody was really into it. Everybody yeah. was super supportive. A lot of regular fans, like regulars, so they like uh, mm-hmm. knew all the people. There yeah. was one guy next to us, of course, who kept cheering very loudly for every heel. It wasn't the guy um, right next to us, though. The guy right next to us, though, was a no. force for good. He was no, a nice he was. guy. It was like two guys over. I mean, look, the guy who was cheering for all the heels was lively. 
yeah. participating. And he was being fun. I think yeah, he was being yeah. fun about it. He wasn't yeah. being like a dick and he wasn't no. yelling anything inappropriate or mean. No. He was just being kind of a little 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 stinker yeah he was being a, a little stinker was a perfect <laughs> description he was definitely just being a little stinker he also kept changing hats because i remember at one point he had the like pokemon hat that ash wears in the oh i didn't see the hat the pokemon anime and then he changed it to something else uh yeah. something sports i don't know and uh so yeah, he kept cheering for all the, but the the heels also loved it. Like there were some yeah. heels that seemed genuinely touched by it. And we're yeah. like, yes, yes, cheer for me. Yeah, I think uh. they do like that because it gives them a change of pace, something to react to besides booze, you yeah. know. But too much of it, I think, is bad because they don't really want you to. Well, yeah, you want to be the outlier. You don't want everyone to cheer the heel unless you're in Long Island and it's MJF where everyone's yeah, a heel. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But it was a great show. It was a great show. And Highly like, recommended. Yeah. We saw, what was that one match that we really liked? It was Megasis. Oh, yeah. It was um, Megan Bain. Versus, I think her name's Christine Taylor. Let me pull up the. Christine Taylor is the lady I think that was married, is, or is married to Ben Stiller. Is that okay, her name? Okay, then I'm wrong. Is um, that her name? I might be wrong about that. Hang on. I have the cage Melody match. Melody from Hey Dude. I have the cage match page up here so we can see. Cage page. It was Megan Bain who goes by Megasis because she mm-hmm. wears these big wings she's on her head. She's like a Greek she goddess. She looks like Wonder Woman. She's great. She she's looks great. like Wonder Woman. She looks like a star. Um, Christina a star. Marie. Christina Marie. Was, and she was also great. But we were watching that match and weren't you at the end of it? You were like, one of them's going to get signed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought that in almost every match, too. But like, yeah. Uh, but it was a really great. It felt like it did feel like a really high level match. A different match from this card is going to win my match of the week. Yeah. But that, but that one got close. Great. And the heel, uh, Christina Marie, she was great in that. Uh, she was really um, mm-hmm. she had like a sort of soldier gimmick a little bit. And yeah. she was just. I mean, working the. It, actually, it made sense to it was uh, almost kind of easy to root for her because she was smaller uh, than Megasis, so yeah. it like made sense that she would be like extra vicious, um, you know, from a kayfabe perspective because she wants to like she's got to. This person's twice her size. She's got to throw everything at her that she can and be as vicious as possible to get that win. Yeah, but they were great, and that was a really great show. It was a great show. Highly recommend. Uh, you know, the next one they do. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, well, so should we get on to our, our main topics that we yeah. wanted to cover today? Sure, that was a topic I wanted to cover anyway, so that, that yeah, worked Yeah, I figured that was a fun way um, to start us off, but now we can talk about the meat and potatoes. Meats and taters. If you will. That's what we should call this, meats and taters. The meats and taters. The meats and taters. I think we can brainstorm. I think we that. nailed it. Let's copyright okay. it. Let's trademark <laughs> that one. Uh, well, you know, we got... The big thing this whole week has been is CM Punk coming back to AEW slash sounds like CM Punk is coming Which back to AEW we've slash been talking what's about going for on. a while, folks. We have, but it's Here really been- on the podcast and in our personal life, which if you're not privy to our personal conversations, that's a you problem. Yeah, we have that behind a paywall. If you oh. want to hear all of our personal conversations, get on the Patreon. <laughs> we record ourselves 24-7. <laughs> Probably a mistake. That would be so boring to be it honest. Would be. We would think it was so spicy and we'd be so afraid constantly of like that we said something awful. But then like if anyone actually tried to listen to all our conversations, they would just fall asleep. Be like, you be... guys just do a lot of bits. You guys, do you guys just ever like, actually talk to each other? Do you guys... Do you guys just talk about TV shows and wrestling all the time and then like constantly apologize for any strong opinions that you have? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> we communicate exclusively through bits. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so um, anyway, sign up for the Patreon, but uh, that doesn't exist. But yeah, CM Punk, the scuttlebutt is that he's on his way back. And that uh, now I'm hearing that Warner Brothers Discovery has also been notified that he will be that he will be coming back 100%. There, there's a lot of opinions on this, including opinions of my own. We got opinions. There's opinions. He's um, got opinion. I've got opinion. We got every, some opinions. Yeah, every one of us has a opinion. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, the rumor is also that... So he's saying... The rumors are out there that he is saying that he's willing to work with you know, he just wants to come back to wrestling he's willing to work with uh uh the elite who we got into the fight with um but if they're not willing to work with it with him then he's willing to like stay away from them completely he's willing to work with adam page or chris jericho anybody that he's had an issue with it's um, like when your boyfriend begs you to take him back and promises that he won't even be on facebook anymore if you do i don't know how much we can buy i love it because i don't think i've been on facebook at all in the entire time we've been together in our relationship so acting acting like we have some kind of facebook drama is very funny to me yeah it's also Um, just just facebook is a funny reference uh anyway so (laughs) they have um yeah, so, I mean, uh, there's a lot of opinions on whether he will come back, but also there's a lot of opinions on should he come back and how this information is getting out there. Is he trying to, like... How is, is it getting is, out there? Well, is he leaking? Is So, some people are of the mind that he genuinely just wants to come back to wrestling. He's currently signed to AEW, so there's really no... He would have to get out of his contract, even if he was just like, I just want to wrestle. I don't care if it's for any you know house of glory or whatever i just want it like it doesn't have to be a huge uh national promotion it can be a smaller one but he's under contract aw so he really would have to like clear the bookings with them or something would have to go um and uh, you know i mean he's a big star it makes sense that he would want to go back to aw so is he doing this genuinely or is he like getting letting this stuff get leaked out there so that he can pressure the company and the elite into working with him uh or and or um pressuring uh making them look like the bad guys for refusing to work with him i hope that didn't drown out your uh thing there i just wanted to do music to make it Zencaster has all these musical soundboard options that I'm testing out with this episode. But anyway, you're mm. right. Is he just trying to make them look Is bad? Is he gaslighting them? Yeah. Is he trying to make them look like the bad guy? He's like, I said I was willing to work with them, but they refused. You know Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously he'd be willing to work with them because he started it. So, you know I mean? Which might be attributing yeah. malice to him that isn't there. It might be. I don't want to believe that he's that insidious. You know what I mean? Or I, you know, like, I still love him mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know what to t- like i'm still a big fan of his it, despite all of the the issues i don't know what was going on there um but it it does seem convenient that this is all coming out from his perspective yeah well supposedly yeah i mean it might be some of it might be from their perspective as it well could be, that's true and we don't really know i mean i don't really know where any of this stuff is from this could all be nonsense too. it could kind of be them testing the waters to see how people react to it you know to see if it's the kind of thing because they probably don't want him to come out to like a bunch of booze immediately mm-hmm. so like maybe they wanted to see where the 
where the national mood was at on CM Punk. The national mood. The wow. national mood. And you know what they say, CM Punk hates booze. Because he's straight edge. You know what else they say? CM Punk ha- hates booze because he's really scared of ghosts. He is. So when a bunch of people are booing him, he gets really scared because he can't tell which ones are ghosts. It's true. He can't. I just realized that's a 30 Rock joke, but it's fine. We'll print a retraction later. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. So I don't really know. I mean, obviously, this is all just rumors and nonsense. And, uh, you know, I do have a communications degree, but it's not in journalism. So I can't. uh, It's in broadcast communications, uh, radio and television production specifically, uh, have not used it in about 15 years. He anyway, really, he really hasn't. He doesn't really, do anything to help produce this. No, I really don't. Um, I <laughs> could, if it so came to that. I No, you couldn't. I could. I would just need an afternoon to You've figure it out You've had uh, over a year. Anyway. To learn? No, I'm just saying I would just need an afternoon to, to look it over. I didn't say I tried <laughs> I before. I just said I could if it came to that. I could if I, if I wanted to. Yeah, if I wanted um, to do it. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, okay. No, but I, I think that you should talk about the roster split rumors because that's what's everybody's so like this is laughing yeah. and and something that joking w- and and making their little jibes little little mm. barbs about uh, so all barbs aside the uh the yeah the kind of the juicier part of this uh, even more so than cm punk just coming back um which i do want to say when we were at dynamite and hangman was getting beaten down by the blackpool combat club like half a percent of my brain was like is cm punk gonna save him and it's like, that would be a great way to bring him back, to help the guy that he should talk to, and, and like an apology. That would be great. But anyway, yeah. so uh, that didn't happen. Uh, Hangman got his eyes stabbed notes, out. Take notes, Tony. Get your notebook out. I've seen it. I know you have it. We know you have it on you. Captain's log book. Get your little captain's log out. Uh, so, yeah, the, the there's deeper rumors that they're going to probably split the roster, and it could be in relation to this elite CM Punk thing. But they're going to add this long-rumored Saturday show, which might be called Collision. I don't know. But I don't think it is because New Japan is called Collision. I well, think that's what had, that was. Just one off. That was just two shows they did this weekend. Yeah, but that's Capital a weird coincidence, right? Well, they did those. I think they did those shows last year, too. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think if you're going to do a Saturday show, you'd want it to be named something AW that Crash. isn't the name of another like big. It, okay, so we've got Impact already exists. Collision exists. Crash is one. AEW Crash. Um, bomb. Bomb. AEW Explosion. Explosion's great, actually. That's great. AEW Explosion. Let's say it as Excalibur. Let's say, this Sunday, this Saturday, AEW Explosion is going to be uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry taking on uh, Hook in a, in a last minute standing match. And then you just got to say it really fast. And I tell you, when you are dealing with explosions, you don't want to be drunk. That was my Jim Ross impression. <laughs> there was a darkness behind that story, Jim Ross. Anyway, coming up is going to be uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society coming up versus uh, the the top flight. And, uh, <laughs> Too many us. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, Excalibur doesn't Excalibur, have that many. I'm trying to confront you about you the fact that you are very clearly drunk. We've heard you say, uh, and we've heard you say, ah. Uh, and we've heard you say it many times. Well, I'm sorry. I'm getting drunk because I'm trying to do the uh, work of uh, <laughs> two people here, JR. Uh, you know, you got to help me out here. <laughs> I am here to say one sentence every 90 seconds that may or may not have to do with anything. 
And then I go home and enjoy my barbecue sauce. And I'm Tony Schiavone, and we're having a heck of a show, huh? <laughs> I mean, this is great. I do love all those guys. I do. I love They're them, too. They're such a great little crew. Taz is trying to call the match. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was fun. But uh, <laughs> we, but so it seems like they're maybe going to do a little informal roster split between Dynamite and Explosion. Uh, <laughs> I actually really love that name. I hope that's the name now. Um, which it, it makes sense, too, with Dynamite. It's an explosion. Anyway, uh, I'm turning into Excalibur here, but yeah. I don't know if this is... I, I do like the idea of them having more shows but because they have such a huge roster, but I don't want the reason for it to be to keep a volatile member of the roster separated from other members of the roster. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't think that that even needs to be... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't. I, it's I really just a toxic way to start it, but it seems yeah. like that's what they're going to do anyway. And they're probably yeah, you probably would need to have it be like separate. Like the whole point of having it is that you can have feature different people so that everybody gets TV yeah. time. Yeah, I think it's extremely unlikely that this is just because of CM Punk. Like, I don't think they would go to that length to bring him back. Like, if anything, they would just. Like if they didn't want to split the roster at all and they just wanted to bring Sam Punk back, there's a there are ways to do that while keeping him siloed that don't involve like this whole roster split thing. I think the roster split thing is probably something they've been meaning to do for a while because it's inevitable with the number of people they yeah, have. Yeah. Um and the CM Punk thing and the timing just looks this way. Sus. Because I think like if you're gonna bring CM Punk back, you're gonna do it in the most cost efficient legally protected way possible and if there are people on the roster who genuinely don't want to work with him and like hate him you just wouldn't book him with those people you know what i mean mean, like and you don't have to split the whole roster to do that you can just say okay well he's gonna do a match with jericho once every three months or you know yeah there are people that like each other that never work together right yeah i think it's pretty easy to keep people apart and i'm sure there are enough people who would work with him that they could have storylines for him but I think that the roster split is a good idea. I'm behind the idea of a roster split because I think it's working out well kind of for ROH. Um, like for a lot of the people who are on ROH. Oh, yeah, like it they is, have, it is helpful. Yeah. Like, Athe- like I watched Athena on mm-hmm. Renee Paquette's podcast uh, this week. And she was talking about how she's wrestling now more than ever. She has all these opportunities because she goes from like AW Dark to ROH to, you know, mm-hmm. Dynamite. Like she can wrestle she across has, all these brands. She has to wrestle all different kinds of matches, main event matches, like long main event matches, short, yeah. little, like, so you know, chill, I think fun that matches. like establishing different brands can only ever be good for all the individual wrestlers. Yeah, as long as they're booked well. I don't know that I want them to have like a two world title situation. Like, like WWE. SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, I don't know that I want, even though they mm. haven't had two world titles in, in a year. But yeah, um, well, they do already have like they have a lot of. They have many championships. Yeah, I don't think you could, <laughs> and they, they do could well. Split like, over these shows, they don't even necessarily have the world. I mean, MJF, he's not even on the show every week. So unless he's contractually obligated, exactly. MJF is MJF's presence is required tonight. I watched him on Fightful today, and he claimed that his grandfather invented the bar mitzvah party. Could be true. It's one of those things that you literally can't prove. All right, so his grandfather, <laughs> one way or the he was other. born in 1996, right? So his grandfather's about our age. So well, like, he, his story was that people were having bar mitzvahs and then just like, they were just like, you know, Going like home. any other, like your confirmation or, you know, like. And his grandfather was like, let's do a quinceanera. His grandfather was like a band leader. 
in s- of some big band and said, well, why don't we have a big party afterwards? So he invented the idea of having a party after a religious ceremony. Um, His grandfather was also a thousand <laughs> years old. <laughs> I know. It's kind of funny because it's like, I feel like people have been... His grandfather's probably know. like in his 50s, for God's sake. I feel like, like, lot, I feel like any kind of, yeah. Or 70. I I, like, like, his grandfather's probably my mom's age. I don't know if... I mean, I don't know. But this is what he said. We can't prove him wrong. We can't prove him right. And if we could, he'd probably just say we're poors and mid and that we suck. So I don't want to challenge him on it. His grandfather invented the bar mitzvah party. You heard it here first, probably, folks. Let him have this. Yeah, he needs this. Anyway. Fair enough. Well, sure. Okay, so the heir to the bar mitzvah party, MJF's not on Dynamite every week. So you could have a successful show without the world title on it. Um, and it's, yeah, you know, it, it not everything has to w- be about the titles. Yeah, exactly. And WWE doesn't even like make, like, you know, their champions not on either show most weeks. So, yeah. and even when they do have two world champions, it's not necessarily like they're chasing it on that show. They just do it at the pay-per-view. Anyway. If you have good storylines and strong characters and good wrestling, you don't always need everything to be about a belt. That's true. That's a good point. So, I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens with this. I'm excited. to. I mean, I'll watch it. I'm sure it'll be good. Um, I would like to see CM Punk back. I do worry about the toxicity because, I, you know, again, I'm a fan, but he kind of almost ruined the company once. So, I, we'll see what almost, happens. Almost. Almost. It was almost. an almost. It was an almost. Sorry. If they do a little sit down, Chris Jericho, the 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 rumor that is that it's going to be Chris Jericho and CM Punk working on a, a feud together. That sounds yes, that sounds that would be great. Exactly like that would be great, especially the if they really hate each other. You know, and maybe well, know, maybe they're working like, each other. Maybe they're working us this, with all of this. You that know? makes I mean, so, that makes so much with, sense to yeah. me though, because Jericho would be the guy to mm-hmm. step up and be like, "I'll do it with him." Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Tony's yeah. like. We're looking for somebody. I don't want to make fun of Tony. <laughs> I love Tony. But he's like, we're looking for somebody to fight CM Punk, you know, when he comes back. And I know you guys don't like him. But, like, if somebody could just step up and, yeah, Jericho, yeah, literally Jericho makes that face and does I'll this. I'll do it. And then. Yeah, I'll fight him. Adam Page is That's in the back. That's my Jericho like, impression. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll fight him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, I mean, they're. I, I want to watch that. I want him to come back. I don't want, you know, I was happy when he was there. I didn't, I don't yeah. want him to like go. I want him. I also don't want this to be like the end of him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause it's a real sour taste. Even if you want to be like, maybe some of it was the elites fault or whatever. It doesn't really seem maybe, like maybe. that, but it's, you know, but who's maybe, been getting off real just, regardless. It's a bad taste. I don't want yeah. him to leave it at that. I would like, some shot to make this better. You know who's been getting away with, you know, no scrutiny, no, like, side eye, no, no, Uh, like, he's been getting out of the situation completely without any, like, flack, and I think that's super suspicious, is the dog. Larry? Larry the dog. Everybody's like, maybe it was CM Punk's fault, maybe it was the Elite's fault, but no one ever says... Maybe it was the dog. Larry was talking mad. Maybe shit. Larry got things a little heated and yeah. nobody wants to say anything because he's a cute dog. But like, 
Maybe he said some like messed up stuff about Canadians. Where was the dog on January 6th? We, these are questions we should answer. Some say he was out for a walk, but where? Where? What neighborhood? What the city? The National Mall. Mm. Okay. Shall we move on to another thing? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> in the, uh, so that's what's happening. I'm excited. I can't wait for explosion. Um, I mentioned this, that New Japan was having her big pape. Uh, at um, their big pay-per-view is what he means. Big old pape. Uh, but it was at it was uh, Sakura Genesis, which is like a big one of their bigger pay-per-view shows, and they had a situation like a Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns situation where this wrestler Sonata was Sonata. going to challenge uh, Okada, the the ace of the company, uh, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. He had never won mm-hmm. it before, but he had just won. Uh, the New Japan Cup for the first time, similar, you know, to like winning the Royal Rumble because the winner get it's a tournament, single elimination tournament. Uh, the winner gets a title shot. Um, and this is a very, very similar thing to Cody Rhodes, guy who had been, you know, very close to getting it several times. He'd been coming up and been, even though he actually did the opposite where he stopped bleaching his hair. Uh, but he had joined up with a new faction. He changed his whole look. He also, at the pay-per-view, debuted little shorts instead of Ooh. long tights oh. and when he took because the first time he uh, after he joined he left Los Ingobernables de Japón and joined just four now just five guys mm-hmm. uh he came out the next show with his beard shaved you know clean cut black hair um stopped dying it and the crowd was like oh man you know they all gasped and then uh at Sakura Genesis the pay-per-view he like takes his like robe that he, he never wore a robe before, but he took the robe he was wearing off and he had like the short trunks and everybody was like, Oh, mm. cause it was just, you know, it was totally different. And he would look like the guy, you know what I mean? He mm. looked like a, like the ace and uh, they had a great match and he won. And so he finally won the IWGP world heavyweight championship. He's the guy in the top. I hope he has like a year long title reign. He's like totally changed his character and he's adjusted his wrestling style. And there's a lot of like emotion behind this story. Um, and it's just interesting because it's so similar to the Cody Rhodes thing. And I, there really could be merit to the Cody Rhodes story because this is how <laughs> well, it, New Japan, but that thing, this is what I said before. This is how New <laughs> Japan books this because Sonata's had multiple title shots. Yeah. And he's been there for a while. Like he's been wrestling for over 10, because I remember watching him in TNA mm-hmm. and like, like over 10 years ago. And he's been in new japan with lij for this since like 2017 at least Mm -hmm. maybe 16 so he's been there for a while and he's had multiple shots so like i you know i mean maybe this cody Rhodes thing could work like obviously there's merit to this this is a style that has worked very well before this booking style i again just don't necessarily trust wwe right Okay, that's all I was going to ask. Great, yeah. Is that, is that you've said that before. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to bring it up again because it was, you know, a lot of people were saying, because people were being like, you see, New Japan pulled the trigger on the guy that needed to win, and, it's and you know, and people were kind of clowning on WWE, and it's correct, but then also other people were like, yeah, but not even in defense of WWE, but just, like, people who watch a lot of New Japan are like, this is, like, his seventh title shot, and, like, yeah. this is how... This is how Gato, the guy who was books New Japan, like he books this stuff all the time. There's like people, Kota Ibushi had to win the G1, which was a, like a two-month tournament. Mm-hmm. He won the G1, got his title shot at in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, lost, 
then had to win the G1 again the next year and got another title shot, uh, and then he won that one. So it's like New Japan loves the struggle. uh, Do you think New Japan books with that far, that much foresight? Yes. Because it seems like it would be hard to book with that much foresight because injuries, injuries, you know, people leaving, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I do generally think that they book pretty far out in most circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that is the better way to do it. Uh, you can always make adjustments. It's like writing a story. I think if you want, like, you should probably figure out how your story is going to end if you're like writing a screenplay or something and you can like change where no. it's going. Mm-mm. I just write just words. Rewrite. I don't even know how my sentences are going yeah. to finish. I also, uh, you know, I mean, you should really listen to me because I've written many successful screenplays. <laughs> so many successful screenplays. <laughs> I like screenplays. how I started wiggling and you just started wiggling without questioning I've taken it. too many improv classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so should we talk about the Impact pay-per-view? Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it other than that I didn't watch it, but I looked at the results. I haven't it, either because I'm on a budget. It's like 40 bucks. And I, I spent a lot of money on Mania Weekend shows, but yeah. I do intend to watch and okay, so appreciate you, impact. Do you not want me to spoil the, the pape? No, say, spoil the pape. I'm so not going to avoid these the big spoilers. Things, the big things were, and I pretty much knew who was going to win the world title match. So the world title, this guy, Josh Alexander had been the champion for just about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, uh, he got injured mm-hmm. and he had to give up the title. And so he was supposed to defend it against Kushida from new Japan uh, at this new Japan um impact pay-per-view during wrestlemania weekend that couldn't happen so there kushida just faced leo rush and then this guy steve macklin he used to be in nxt and he would think it was on smackdown for a while briefly um as part of the forgotten sons with uh wesley blake i don't remember what as his, opposed to the remembered sons yeah sorry go ahead i don't remember what his it's bugging me i can't remember what his name was in That's, wwe it doesn't but matter. anyway uh well we'll edit it in later um no, but anyway steve macklin had won a title shot later so it was <laughs> steve macklin versus kushida at this pay-per-view for the impact world championship Kushida. and uh i kind of figured steve macklin would win because he's like in impact and kushida is like a guest star basically who was working in a lot of places and he's kind of like working part-time and he's a trainer and so mm-hmm. steve macklin won um so it's interesting i don't know much about him i've seen a few of his matches i mean congrats to him but it was definitely the the more expected one but mm-hmm. they didn't main event because you know who did the impact knockouts world championship mm-hmm. which was also vacant that's why i feel bad of, for not paying for this i know one, because mickey james had to vacate she her vacated i saw that uh so both the world champions and impact had to vacate due to injury mm-hmm. uh and so it was uh, Deanna Perrazzo, who was formerly in NXT for a while, um, and she was the ROH Women's World Champion for a time, but uh, it was her versus uh, Jordan Grace, who both of which are former Knockouts champions in Impact. Um, yeah, the Knockouts are having a moment. They are. I mean, TNA and Impact have always... They're on the cover of uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated this month. Impact the pro the, the knockouts the knockouts specifically yeah they've always been I mean I think I've said this many times before but TNA and Impact have been like for the last like fifteen years at least or more they've been kind of a like a a spotlight on on women's wrestling and they've mm-hmm. treat like it's been main eventing for years there that was like yeah. the the highest rated segment on Impact 
Um, they have some great talent. They do, and uh, I mean, they had the they had a, a woman world champion, not like a knockout sports. It was the Impact World Champion was Tessa Blanchard, and that didn't go that well. But that had nothing to do with the company. That was because of Tessa Blanchard. It's but, because you yeah. can't give a woman a, a championship. Apparently not. <laughs> if I you was give a excited. woman a championship that doesn't say "woman" in front of it, we get all kinds of ideas, and we just go crazy. We just go nuts. Uh, so, but they've Wait, done it. You said we. We. Oh, I meant like, the, I thought you meant oh. the audience. You meant women? Yeah, I meant women. Sorry. Oh, you just go nuts. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. No, you're right. Um, anyway, so they main evented. Mm-hmm. New champion crowned, obviously, because there was no champion. Obviously. Uh, and it was Deanna Perrazzo won the title back. It's funny because she and Steve Macklin are, I believe, married. So they both won world titles on the same Aww, night. Isn't that cute? So the titles are married the now. The titles are married now. The, titles, the belts kiss. The belts kiss. <laughs> I would love it if they did a little belt kiss. Maybe they did. I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. so, but Jordan Grace now maybe is out of impact. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see her showing up in anywhere, really. AEW, maybe. She would be a great Jade Cargill challenger. Because I don't know if you've seen Jordan Grace, but she's pretty jacked. Um, and she could definitely believably yeah. hurt Jade Cargill. So mm-hmm. that could be one. Because uh, right now I feel like there's like a 10% chance Jade Cargill could lose to Taya Valkyrie. My big joke? Did I say my uh, big joke? What is big it? Big joke? If Taya Valkyrie doesn't beat Jade Cargill, the only way I could see Jade Cargill losing a match is if she signs with WWE. That's a hilarious joke. That's hilarious. Thank you. Um, uh-huh. what were you saying? <laughs> I don't think Jade's going to lose. Yeah. I, I think they're going to get her a round number. And I think that there needs, I hope they would wait until there's more of a storyline. Even though this is like the most story she's had. No, I know. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, this is just the first story she's gotten. And I think that that's unfair to when Cedar is a result of the first story she gets. The baddie like, stuff was fair. a story. I'll say that. Yeah, I know. But I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like she yeah, doesn't yeah. get much and to take it from her when she's just starting to get stuff I s- is annoying to me. Like I, ju- I just don't, it doesn't feel big enough to me. Like yeah, it yeah, feels like it needs to be, I almost, I almost feel like they could have sky blue chase it for like a year <laughs> and that would be a really satisfying story. I mean, literally nobody <laughs> under contract AEW and ROH gets more TV time than sky blue. No, I know that's why it would be like the little engine that could, you know, yeah. it would be like, she just slowly like keeps chugging away and then like builds it up and we get some kind of emotional Pay catharsis. Off. I mean, yeah, that yeah. would be great. Yeah. I Kind of don't. I, I I may have said this on the podcast before. I don't think Jade's going to lose the title at all. I think she's going to eventually challenge for the women's world title and probably like a title versus title match, mm-hmm. win the women's world title, and then vacate the TBS championship. Mm. She could try to give it to Layla Gray, her like uh, her baddie, or she could just you know give it up and they have like a tournament or something for it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think Kira Hogan should uh, defeat her. Honestly, if we were really doing story, if we were really breaking a story here, we'd have one of the baddies unseat her eventually. Yeah, but she already beat both of them. I know, but they, it doesn't mean she can never fight I them know, again. No, I would love to see Kira Hogan, also a former Knockouts champion mm-hmm. um, and tag team champion. She deserves it. Thanks. Um. But yeah, she uh, 
you know, we'll see. I uh, now that I'm saying, it, I mean, Jamie Hader versus Jade Cargill actually sounds pretty great. Yeah, to it does. Me. That'd be a hard hitting. Um, yeah, hard hitting so, match. Shall we move on to um, the shoot out? Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Formerly Gossip Corner, where we talk about shoots or things that are happening in real life that aren't scripted and are somewhat dramatic, and so it's kind of gossipy. Um, that takes a lot of explanation. It does. <laughs> oh, shoot. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably familiar I'm going to rename it Gossip Corner. Okay, okay. so here's, here's the tea, oh, sh- Gossip Corner, formerly, oh, shoot, formerly Gossip Corner, formerly something <laughs> else in the beginning. We're always brainstorming cute names. If you have any ideas, drop them in the com comms in the comms in the comms That's reach out short for comments send us some comms um, at work comms is communications so i had a fun not fun but like a juicy little tidbit to share this week mm-hmm. um effie who we love we love effie fully called out gabe sapolsky 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 sorry it's okay i have to defend the honor of this guy <laughs> i guess Gabe Sapolsky called him out because, well, let me just play this clip. I'm going to put my mic up to the computer so everyone can hear it because um, I don't feel like I'll do a I good tried job. to find this and I could. I heard you listening to it. Hi, this is Effie. I'm a world-traveled independent professional wrestler. And recently some things have been brought to my attention that sound complimentary, but I take a little issue with them. Uh, Gabe Sapolsky, you've been holding seminars online and discussing things about how Effie is wonderful at branding and selling myself and making money, and of fucking course I am. But I politely ask that you keep my name out of your fucking mouth, because you're the problem with the entire industry today. For years at Evolve, because you did something good with CM Punk at Ring of Honor, you could manipulate and gaslight and carrot dangle and underpay and lie to people about pay and give them t-shirts or let them set up your ring for two years and then never really give them opportunities. And most egregiously of all, uh, making more money on seminars than any of those shows ever actually drew on their own ticket making foundation. You, sir, are the problem with what's holding indie wrestling down. You, sir, are the creative control that keeps people from having agency over themselves. Of course I'm successful because I never listened to you. You tried to stop me from doing things that said would get me blackballed and I only got bigger and better. And I know you had to run away to sell NFTs when you got fired for a minute, but now that AAA ties you back, everyone seems to have fucking forgotten that you are a fraud, a fool. And beyond all the pay issues, I've heard all the stories of you yelling and screaming and acting like a petulant child in an environment that should be wonderful, nourishing, and uplifting to those that are there. So uh, if you'd like to hear a real seminar, you can come talk to me. I'm happy to do it. But I imagine that listening to Gabe at this point is probably not your best bet. I'm sorry to go off on a rant, but I had to say something because this is the ninth time someone has brought up that Gabe said, Effie doesn't like me, but look how good he is. Well, a fucking course. I'm not wasting a whole video on him. Tonight at 8 p.m., we will celebrate indie wrestling with positivity. With so, so Gabe Sapolsky is UCB. That was, um, wasn't that juicy? It was. That's like, wow. Um, so anyway, Gabe Sapolsky, uh, you are called out by Effie. And it was crazy, like all day. This was like Monday that this was going down. And it, like <laughs> Effie kept retweeting people saying mean things about Gabe and Gabe. And they were DMing him about Gabe. And it does sound like Gabe is like, it is so perfect, 
neatly like mapped onto comedy because there are a lot of people in the comedy community who do that Mm -hmm. too who like convince people to pay for classes they don't necessarily need Mm -hmm. or buy new headshots they don't necessarily need or Mm -hmm. like pay for tape and things like that that like yeah this is like every stand-up club you know yeah like every comedy like club is like this. anywhere you go where there's art being practiced there's somebody who has figured out a way to make a living off of someone else's art which is yeah really frustrating and um i totally understood effie's anger there i don't know anything about this gabe sapolsky person mm-hmm. obviously i can't even say the guy's name but he used to work at wwe apparently he, i think he currently does i'm not sure Uh-oh. what he does he did he worked there and then he got laid off during the pandemic i think and then he got rehired or vince McMahon maybe laid him off and then triple h rehired him mm-hmm. gabe sapolsky was the booker for ring of honor for like the first six years or something mm-hmm. that they like from like 2002 or three to like 2008. Uh, and then he had like a falling out with him and left. And the only thing I'll say about Gabe Sapolsky or the only like positive thing I'll say about him is that that era of ring of honor is like incredible and it's very well booked. And it's like where a lot of that's where like CM Punk and Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. like homicide at a big run there. Like a lot, that's, it was like the kind of the, the, not the birthplace, but where indie wrestling like blew up and ring of honor became like the hippest wrestling on the planet. Uh, and it was very well booked. Uh, but after that he ran evolve and evolve was good, but I think that was probably less to do with him and more to do with the talent. Um, and I've heard quite a few stories about him or, you know, offhand stories about him being a pain, being kind of a hack, screaming at people, being like a, a just annoying the, like you know it seems like he's not the best now correct me if i'm wrong and i want to say that this is me alleging something this is not me saying this is something i know but the subtext that of effie's video there and this is just me watching the video and going off of what i see he says that like there are things that he, gabe told him not to do because he would be blackballed i read the subtext there being Gabe probably told him to tone down the gayness. I would imagine. Because <laughs> like, I can't think of another... I mean, that's Effie's kind of main thing is that he's very, like... He's very proud gay. Of himself. And very yeah, proud. Like, yeah, yeah and, it's uh, like, and he does a lot of stuff that, like, a lot, you know, most yeah, wrestlers like don't he has do. A, has a, he kisses guys. Yeah. He I mean, kisses guys in the ring. Yeah, so it's like... I know you want that to happen every time. I do. I Effie makes get that so happen. excited when Effie does it because I usually always yell kiss at a yeah. wrestling show. So, but that's, you know, uh, it's kind of Effie's... I don't want to say gimmick, but, like, it's sort yeah. of, you know, is I mean, in the it ring. is. I mean, it is, yeah. yeah. So it's like... I he mean, wears he's, fishnets. I mean... Yeah, and that's the thing that he does that's more, like, unique than a lot of other people for the most part, I think. Yeah. So it's like... I would imagine that's probably what it is. And also wrestling's got to be filled with homophobia so i could yeah. definitely see a guy being like don't, don't do the gay stuff you know don't be don't be don't all be a, gay don't be gay out there you hey know? if you're gonna go out there in tights and jump around on a bunch yeah. of dudes try to do it in a way that's not gay try to do it in a real straight way <laughs> um and you do that by always looking angry yeah uh, and so uh i think Gabe of also worked under paul Heyman a little bit towards mm. the end of ecw Mm. Uh, which I think is where he picked up a lot of his sort of booking habits, mm-hmm. which Paul Heyman was also a great booker. But that's really all I – I mean, Gabe Sapolsky had a good run uh, in ROH for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad at commentary. 
If you watch those old ROH shows, I mean, I got used to it, but he's he's on commentary with Dave Prezak. I mean, I will say this in, Dave def- Prezak was good. in defense of Gabe. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this. he Gabe was then also retweeting stuff, defending him. And one yeah. of the things that he retweeted was Pollo Del Mar, mm-hmm. the, the drag queen who we saw in Effie's Big Gay Brunch mm-hmm. and... and um, uh, was in a video talking about how his Twitter spaces that he runs, he runs these like Twitter spaces for indie wrestlers are really excellent networking events for indie wrestlers. So I think, I think, it, I you mean, know, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, but the truth is probably that he is an important part of the indie wrestling world in that he is a person with a lot of institutional knowledge who does offer that knowledge to people, whether they use it or not. Uh, who knows? Um, and he probably does bring people together as a figurehead in the indie wrestling community, but he's also probably a pain in the ass. Yes, and I mean a lot of those and people kind of a scammer, as a lot of people at that level in these industries are. I mean, a lot of those things are just whatever you, whatever you want to get out of them. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like you can take an improv class, and it, you can get like trapped in just like taking a million improv classes, or you can get some useful skills out of it and start booking. And you know, what I mean, it just mm-hmm. kind of takes. And, and yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes some of these things are scams, legitimately, and some of them are scam, like you know, just exclusively scams. And some of these things are, they're the real service that you want, but it's yeah. like the person running it doesn't really care, and they will just let you do it indefinitely. You know, what I mean, and yeah, it's, because it's, they're making money off exactly. Of it. So it's not, you know, but it's That's uh, the thing with making money off of again other people's art is that you end up in a situation where you are tacitly exploiting people and sometimes that exploitation works out for them but most of the time it doesn't uh and also people are good and bad you know i mean most people have good and bad qualities so or they've done good things but are wow john's coming out hard and defensive noted homophobe game (laughs) just kidding all of this is alleged. This is just Twitter drama. Yeah, we, gossip. I mean, we really, we really threw the homophobic stuff in there. I know that was all me. Let's edit out me saying we're not we really editing threw the homophobic stuff in there. <laughs> There's no editing. It's Zencaster. Mm. The homophobia stays wow. in. <laughs> we were saying that there might have been. <laughs> the way I said it made it sound like we were generating it. <laughs> Again, if people could listen to our conversations, they'd just see us like. Have stumbling over words and then uh, profusely I mean, I, apologizing. I, I, I'm sorry. To was that problematic? I don't. I didn't mean to do that. Anyway, oh, let's man. move on to. I don't even know if I run. Mine isn't as juicy, honestly. Ale was gonna say, for my topic on oh shoot or gossip corner, formerly oh shoot, formerly gossip corner, is that Hangman Adam Page. So CM Punk when he did the all out media scrum was making fun of Hangman, doing an interview or saying that he was too stubborn to like listen to. Um, veterans giving him advice and he likes yeah. to just try stuff and see if it works or not mm-hmm. um, and he's clarified that he was like I was just doing like a self-deprecating joke like I obviously will listen to anything you know like if somebody has wants to give me advice like I'll listen yeah. to it you know uh, and it's like yeah that's probably all he meant you know mm-hmm. it didn't really hangman doesn't seem like a super no. arrogant guy he seems pretty relaxed and uh, does sound like he's circulating some things he wants to clarify in preparation for a big happenstance is hangman gaslighting us no he's um Uh, no but it's so uh that was a little thing so it's good to see that um i just love hangman you know what what can i say all right uh all right now let's move on oh i do have a sound effect for this hang on for the awards (laughs) 
it's time for this week's awards. All right. So first up is promo of the week. Formerly, uh, no, it's still promo of the week. Mine, my pick is Hollywood hunk doing his little thing. Are we playing them? I, don't I have just, a video. I just need to remind myself my why I liked paywall. this so much. You what? My video is behind a paywall. Well, we don't have to watch your video. Oh, right. So Hollywood Hunk, I just wanted to remind myself how we got into this. So Hollywood Hunk does this great promo um, ahead of AEW Dark Elevation where he talks about how he struggled through Mm -hmm. his elite private school and his elite private D1 (laughs) athletic (laughs) school. And he just talks about all the hardships that he's overcome to get where he is today um, of having to work a part-time job for six months. Um, It's very funny. Yeah. And I think he, he, I think he um, presented the elite like D1 school and the private school as being like, as being part of his hardships. Yeah. Well, I think he was like, these are, Oh yeah, normal things that we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he said yeah. that that was a normal thing, and then he and then when he left school, he had to get a part time job for yeah, six and months, that and was, he reacts to this with tears. That was hard. Yeah. It was very it's very funny. I highly recommend you go watch it. I honestly had never really paid attention to Hollywood Hunk until I saw this promo and realized how funny it was, and his his line reads are very very funny, and just the way he does it, yeah, uh, is like so. It's like he's trying to not try and it's just a really fun i don't know i i really enjoyed it it seems like he's been developing this character for a while this is yeah. why i mean it's great to watch dark and dark elevation it's hard because there's yeah. just so much content but uh he's it, ryan nemeth hollywood hunk yeah i think also, he got there with this like uh, th- that, that promo like in a moment gave me a whole story yeah a whole character and i was like great kind of all you need we've done it perfect it's done also i believe he's referring to hollywood florida and not oh, California, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's he and Dolph Ziggler, his brother, is from Hollywood, Florida, mm-hmm. or that's where he's built yeah. from. So no, another so he great wins angle. My my promo of the week award goes to Hollywood Hunk. And then that's a great one. Um, and then just in the interest of having a different one, my promo of the week will go to uh, Eddie Kingston on Ring I of Honor. I almost did this one, but Be- then I couldn't find a clip of it, and I was like, oh, I'll do the Hollywood yeah. Hunk one. I mean, we have it. It's behind, it's on Honor Club, so it's yeah. behind a paywall, but he really... Eddie's just so genuine-sounding all the time, and he's such like, yeah. a good actor, because he's kind of always telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, or, like, a version of the truth, um, and he just had this really heartfelt thing about how he... He's injured for a while, so he's going to be gone for a while. I'm not sure. He's got a hernia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, he just wove it into the story like his match with Claudio. He didn't take it seriously enough. And he was like, Claudio, you were right. You know, I, I didn't take it seriously enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought you were soft like a mark. I believed you were soft. Uh, and I could bully you around. And, you know, you aggravated this hernia. And I'm just going to have. He's just, Eddie's so good at failing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, and he like, is. he's so good and like taking it and like making you cry. Yeah. And, like, well, and the thing that I which think is almost he, why he can never win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Really. I think the thing that he does that you're reacting to is like, he always believes what he's saying. Yeah. Like, even if what he's saying is not necessarily like the truth, even if it's a work or mm-hmm. whatever, it's like, he always believes it. Yeah. So it's, it's, and I almost feel like sometimes that's a problem that wrestlers have mm-hmm. where with like all the CM Punk stuff, 
it's like the best wrestlers are people who believe their own bullshit. Yeah, and CM Punk just like almost <laughs> took it his too far. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I feel like that is like the source of a lot of drama behind the scenes is when people start to believe the promos too much. But he's yeah. he's very good at that. And that was a that was a great promo. That was a promo that I like was doing something in the kitchen, and when it was on, I like stopped and came in the room. Eddie Kingston's a draw because I was like, "This is I gotta see what Eddie's gonna say." The King. Um, yeah. Okay, oh, Eddie. There you go, the, buddy. There's yours. Hey, you know what? You keep up with this after wrestling. We've, you might be getting one of these. We got a bunch of these down here. And we got a bunch that of one's them. yours. Just, it has yeah. your name on it engraved. Yeah. Come pick it up. Come pick uh, it up anytime. We're in work Queens. From home. Yeah, we're in Queens. We work from home, so any yeah. anytime works. Uh, okay, now, let's move next on. is match of the week. Pew, 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 pew. Okay, so I picked Masha Slamovich versus Sumi Sakai mm-hmm. at the Women Crush Wednesday Battle Club Pro, Women Crush Wednesday 3. Masha won, and this was just a great match. Very I mean, fun. I'm always biased to matches that I see live because it's so much more exciting when you see them live, but also like... This was really cool because all the the whole female roster from the whole the whole card basically came out to like stand and and clap and when Sumi came out mm-hmm. and that was really sweet and then the match itself was great you know Masha is a heavy hitter and 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 Sumi was not backing down and you know really did a lot of hard heavy hitting stuff but then also there was like comedy to it yeah like we've been quoting Sumi this whole week since we saw this match because there was a point at which she came down through the crowd to get chairs. Like she got so many chairs. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if she used all those chairs. I don't think she did. She no, she slammed up, her on the chairs. Yeah. She picked up like five chairs mm-hmm. and she was going through the crowd, getting people to give up their chairs. Well, and she was grabbing like empty chairs. She was first. grabbing empty chairs. And then she made one guy give up his chair, but I think it was a guy she knew cause she was talking to him kind mm-hmm. of familiarly. And then, uh, and then she came down to our section and one guy just jumped out of his chair to give it to her. And <laughs> she says, you're a good guy. <laughs> and yeah. we all laughed yeah. heartily. And John and I have been saying that to each other a for guy. a full week. Like you're a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was great. I mean, Masha won, but Sumi really made that she won our hearts. special. She won our hearts, but they both win match of the week That's and right. version. There you go. Okay. And then uh, for John version, um, also just in the interest of saying something different, because I also like that match a lot. Uh, the match before that, I think it was immediately before that, because I mean, I could have picked almost anything from that show, honestly, but yeah. it was Miyu Yamashita versus Janai Kai. Oh, I loved them. I wasn't sure. I think I saw maybe Janai Kai have like a, an entrance at like a, jo- to, uh, like a Tokyo Joshi Pro show that you were watching or something, because I remember hearing somebody called the Kick Demon. I might have seen her someplace else, but anyway, they just yeah. beat the shit out of each other for mm-hmm. several minutes, and it was just like I knew I was expecting like a good match, but I, you know, I hadn't really seen Jedi Kai that much, so mm-hmm. I was like, "This is great." So it was just very, it yeah. was just great when you see like we're at a small show and two people are really laying into each other. Also, we'd um, seen Miu the week before, yeah, on Ring of Honor. Yeah, so we saw her two uh, weeks in a row live. <laughs> yeah, two we Wednesdays two weeks in, in a row. row. We saw her live. One at the UBS Arena, where yeah. by the way, Reese's Pieces and a Sprite cost twenty two dollars total. Yeah, um, but it's a lovely venue. <laughs> it was lovely. So really we saw her in front arena. of thousands of people at UBS arena. And then we saw her in the, the courtyard of this high school, yeah. which again, this is the magic of indie wrestling. It's great. It's and it beautiful. was a great match. I mean, 
you know, and there was a lot of competition. There was some stuff from Dynamite I almost picked, you know. Mm-hmm. Swerve Strickland and Darby Allen was a great match. Oh, yeah. And, um, there was something else from Dynamite that was really great that I wanted to But it's oh, fun yeah, to give shine to the indies. Exactly. And so that's why you get <laughs> John's an Academy Award. A match of the week, John's version. That's right. It's like Pokemon. <laughs> that's what we do. There's Anne version and John version. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you got to get going, all the matches, you got to link them up. I was going like Taylor's version. You know, Taylor Swift released all the. You don't know. No, he I doesn't, don't know. He that. doesn't know anything about Taylor I, Swift. Taylor so Swift? I, I can't really make Is Taylor any Swift in NXT? It's very hard being me. Taylor Swift's too cool <laughs> of a name for NXT. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, no, it's. I'm just kidding. Um, this I thought. So this is nerd fantasy booking. I thought this said nasty fantasy booking for a second. <laughs> I was like, huh? Yeah. This no, this is our nerd fantasy booking, which it's funny yeah. because like I've actually saw another podcast do a fantasy booking segment the other day. What the hell? Not like a full segment, but they were just talking about fantasy bookings, and they just said fantasy booking. They didn't say nerd fantasy booking. So guess what? We're the only nerds in town. Mm. Other people doing fantasy wrestling bookings aren't even nerds. What do you think about that? I think it's dumb. Okay. Mine is informed by me having watched Athena on Rachel, uh, Rachel Packett's uh, uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, my, I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway. Uh, what? Why are you laughing so hard at that? Rachel Peckhead is Tom Moxley's wife. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, okay. So anyway, I watched her on the sessions <laughs> with that lady. <laughs> uh, with that lady I've never heard of. Um, and Athena was talking a lot about Trinity Fatu. Mm-hmm. And formerly? Formerly Naomi. Uh, and talked about Trinity coming to see her at Ring of Honor and sitting in the front row on purpose. Was like, no, I'm sitting in the front row and like all this stuff. And um, and she was talking a lot about how badly she wanted to wrestle Trinity and how she really wants that to happen someday because she thinks she's such a great wrestler. And they mm-hmm. were both talking about how like even though she's had her title run and stuff, they don't feel like they got to see in WWE, all that she was capable of doing. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, they spent a lot of time saying that she's figuring out what she wants to do, which mm-hmm. again, like, as a woman, that phrase is always coded to me as like, she's deciding whether to have a baby. Um, but like, if she's not doing that right now, I hope she comes back to wrestling and I would love to see her fight Athena because after hearing how much they love each other and how great of friends they are, uh, I think it'd be really emotional for me personally and for them. So, that'd be nice. Somebody could be Jade. Uh, uh, Trinity Broadcasting System. Uh, <laughs> That's oh, a uh, Christian network. That would be basically. great. Yeah. Tony, Tony, I'm sorry I almost made fun of you earlier on this podcast. I okay. promise we only do it out of love. That voice love that you. he does, it's just out of love. We do love you. Because we love you. We, we think you're a really lovable character on our TV screens. My. But we really need you to hire Trinity Fatu, pay her whatever she wants. to. That would be the storyline that I would accept unseating Jade Cargill. Yeah. That would be it. And hire Rachel Peckett. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Rachel. All, All right. right, I'm sorry. Also, uh, a, a small nomination for promo of the week for last week would be uh, it's Tony Renee. Con- I, it's, it's Renee. Renee. Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it really took me that long Rachel to remember. Rachel doesn't. Uh, 
And I, I mean, listen to her podcast every week. I have no excuse not to know her. She doesn't say her own name that much, to I be know. fair. I know. I uh, know. But I'm just Excalibur so, says it on Dynamite, but he says it really fast. That's how bad with names I am. This is why I couldn't go into broadcasting, because I literally just freeze up, and then I say mm-hmm. the wrong name, and then I freeze up more, and then it takes me forever to figure out. Anyway, Renee Paquette. Uh, yeah. Also, the, yeah, the other thing I was going to say was my nomination for promo of the week, week last week was Tony Khan coming out before Dynamite. Oh, to, that was so uh, nice. Very just cute. Literally, like we loved guys, that. Did you guys see? He was just trying to like kind of hype up the crowd a little bit and just say hello. And he was just like, did "You guys?" He was like, "Did you guys see this? Did you guys see that? Did you guys see uh, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor last yeah. week?" And he was just like, "It's a great show." I recorded right? yeah. that. I have it on my phone. It's, it's a great like, show. So sweet. Anyway, we're gonna start in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, yeah, great. so my uh, my nerd fantasy booking thing here. All right, this is what I want. Mm. CM Punk just apologizes, admits he was wrong, <laughs> just has a moment of humility and apologizes, I'm, I'm imagining... and like takes it as a as a chance to grow. And then fantasy booking this guy's life now. I'm imagining the YouTube video and I'm imagining it being called just CM Punk apologizes for 20 minutes. And it's just a 20 minute long video of CM Punk out there going, well, it's been a long road. Yeah. But I've had some time to do some thinking on that road. He's wearing a cowboy hat for some and reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you apologize as a wrestler. I mean, you just um, to do it as a person, too. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it would but. be great. I mean, if you turn it into a promo, that would be equally as great. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just something to, you know, be like, look, I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I, I, even if it doesn't even matter whose fault, whatever it is, you know, I mean, it was uh, clearly his part was more public. So if he could just What's be the like, dog's name again? Larry. Larry. And Larry comes out and he's like, Yeah. And then they started fighting. And that's my fault. And CM Punk is just listening and crying. <laughs> the impression of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> giving an apology. <laughs> We've all done things we regret. <laughs> the dog is Michael Caine. <laughs> That's how dogs talk. <laughs> all dogs talk like Michael Caine. We've all done things. We've all We've done things. We Mr. Wayne. She was Master only Wayne. 16 years old. Okay. <laughs> he didn't say that to Batman, right? No. Okay, got That's from God. It's from a, sh- a movie I love called The Trip. Or a series I love called The Trip. There's with a Steve uh, Coogan and another guy whose name I can't think of right now because I'm famously bad with names. But Don't uh, even try. I'm not even going to try. It's Rachel. It's Rachel. Oh, God. It's Rachel. It's Rachel Package. <laughs> There's oh, a venue so in, uh, in Austin, Texas uh, called Spider House. And every time somebody said it, I just thought Spider House rules. Even though a movie I've never seen. But Cool story. Anyway, that's my Michael Caine thing. Um, I think that's... Is that... That's it. Have. That's our show. That's our show, everybody. So subscribe to the Patreon so you can listen to our recorded conversations. Yeah, our really boring, neurotic, um, uh, nerdy conversations we have in our home. And um, we'll be back here next week. Whether we're on Zencast or not, it remains to be seen. I'm going to see how this goes, and we'll yeah. let you know. All right. Hey, good night. Love, everybody. Good, good night. Good wrestling. Bye.